We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com live postgame show slash podcast. Thank you for joining me over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Lakers Nation. If you're coming in via Facebook, via Twitter, welcome. Podcast listeners, if you're listening after the fact, make sure you give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Certainly do appreciate it. The Lakers cruise to a win against the Houston Rockets, as it should be. Houston, not a good team, but they beat the Lakers last time around. This time, the Lakers said, nope, we are going to get the job done. Anthony Davis drops 40 on Houston. What a performance from him. Rui Hachimura as well. Great, great performance by him. We're going to talk all about that. Before we get too far into things, though, I do want to let you guys know D'Angelo Russell went out uh, at halftime of this game, apparently had a sore foot, and that kept him out in the second half. Darvin Ham, speaking just now with reporters, said that it was precautionary and that D'Angelo Russell could have continued to play, but the Lakers were essentially just playing it safe. So that is good to hear that it's nothing significant with, uh, with D'Angelo Russell, that this was just a precautionary thing. So uh, with that being said, which is, is fantastic news, that's exactly what we wanted to hear on, on D'Lo Let's take a quick peek at the standings before we break down all the performances tonight. So taking this is a live look at the Western Conference standings. Now, you do have the Phoenix Suns in action right now against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the Suns are up, but just by a few. So this could change things a little bit. We also have the Denver Nuggets playing against the Golden State Warriors. Now, in those two contests, the Lakers from their side of things would prefer to see the Suns beat the Thunder in order to keep the Thunder from trying to make a run up at the Lakers. Uh, though the Lakers do have a two-game advantage there on the Thunder, two games up in the loss column currently. And then you'd prefer to see the Nuggets beat the Golden State Warriors to knock them down a bit further and perhaps make a run at the sixth seed that much more likely if you're the Lakers because you could potentially get it from either the Warriors or the Clippers. Remember, the Lakers have the tiebreaker over the, over the Warriors, but not over the Clippers. So... For podcast listeners, I'll read through some of this just so you can kind of see exactly where the Lakers are at. The, the Warriors are 41-37, and 37, and again, in action right now against the Denver Nuggets. The Clippers are 41-38. and 38. The Lakers are 40-38. and 38. 
which means if the Lakers, if the records stay the same, or if the Lakers, um, if they both win, well, I guess this is the, the Lakers are the next game for the Clippers. The Clippers don't play for a few games. Their next for a few days, their next game is the Lakers. So if the Lakers win their next one and beat the Clippers, that would potentially move the Lakers into the sixth seed. Okay, that would move into the sixth seed. I do think the Lakers are going to have to win out in order to pass the Clippers because the Clippers play the Lakers, the Blazers, and then the Suns. And I have a feeling the Suns are going to be resting guys for the final game of the season. Looks like they're getting pretty comfortable there in the four seed in the Western Conference, particularly if they do beat the Thunder tonight. That's going to keep them pretty comfortable. So it wouldn't shock me if the Suns do wind up um, just sticking there and then resting players for the final um, uh, night of the season against the Clippers. So I do think the Lakers have to win out in order to pass the Clippers, but we'll see. You never know what's going to happen. The Wolves tonight lost to the Blazers. Anything can happen in the NBA. Uh, the Lakers sitting at 40 and 38. That's right. Two games above 500. Let's go. Lakers two games above 500, just a half a game back of the sixth seed sitting in the seventh seed right now. New Orleans also tied though. The Lakers do have the tiebreaker, but New Orleans at 40 and 38, two games in a row now. New Orleans has faced opponents where they were not the favorite and yet got the job done and won. The Lakers need New Orleans to back off a little bit, start losing some games. Uh, that would certainly be helpful. Again, the Wolves lost to the Blazers, surprisingly. And so they fall back a little bit further, a game and a half back of the Lakers now. The Thunder, uh, again, right now in action against the Phoenix Suns, and they are currently two games back of the Lakers. Could go back farther if they lose to the Suns or if they win, could creep up a little bit. The Mavs lost to the Hawks tonight, so that helps as well. The Mavs now three and a half games back of the Lakers and fading here. The Mavs have lost their last three and just three and seven in their last ten. So that's what things are looking like. I'm not too worried about Utah four games back of the Lakers, uh, but Lakers do have two games coming up against the Jazz. So maybe that's a factor there. But in any event, that's what we're looking at here tonight. That's the where, where the Lakers currently stand. Could potentially be making a run for that four seed. I'm sorry, that six seed in the Western Conference. Wouldn't that be something to go all the way from 13th to sixth since the trade deadline? That would be a hell of a run. Anthony Davis, 40 points, nine boards, two blocks, 15 to 20 shooting, 10 of 12 from the free throw line. In fact, let's not even mess around with this because we all know what's happening here. Superstar of the night. Superstar of the night. It's AD. Again, 40 and nine, 15 for 20 from the field. He was unstoppable. Anthony Davis was absolutely incredible. Loved what we see, what we saw out of him. Just a great, just a dominant Davis performance. He was doing everything he needed to do to push the Lakers to a win here. Again, the Rockets are not a good team, but Anthony Davis made sure that they knew that he was better than them. LeBron James, 18 points, 10 boards, 11 assists. That's right. That's a triple-double. triple, triple double. Not a great shooting night for LeBron. One for seven from three. Seen some concerns from Lakers fans about that. I'm sure we'll chat about that tonight. Austin Reeves, 18 points, eight assists on the night. Four for seven from the field, one of two from deep, nine of 10 from the free throw line. Austin getting to the line, but how about Rui Hachimura? 20 points, three blocks, 12 boards, 10 of 14 shooting in 25 minutes. Rui, the game of his young Lakers career so far. Nice performance from Rui Hachimura, just fantastic stuff. And he is starting to earn himself more minutes in the rotation, particularly if he keeps playing like this on the defensive end, the rebounding. The shot blocking. Remember, he's 6'8", 
7-2 wingspan. He isn't known for his defense, isn't known for his rim protection, but he's actually a pretty big dude. And I think it's made a difference. The last couple of games certainly showed it against Cat, Carl uh, Anthony Towns' last game against the Wolves. And now here we are again, bouncing back off of a good performance with another good one against the Rockets. Then you had Malik Beasley chipping in with 13 points, but just three of 11 shooting from three. Would like to see that percentage come up a little bit. All right, let's get into the chat. Let's get into some of your questions and comments. Those of you joining me live, obviously you can tell it's a solo show tonight, which means it's just me. That means it's me and all of you. So let's get into your thoughts on the Lakers win. Gabriel said, for the game against the Clippers, I'd like to see Rui try to guard Zubats. So AD can guard Russ and roam free in the paint. So you're saying due to Russ, what other teams were doing to Russ when he was a Laker, like when the Celtics had, what was that, Luke Cornett defending him. Uh, other teams were putting their centers on him. Zubats was defending him. Yeah, why not if you're the Lakers? put Deploy that strategy. But why not just put AD on him and let AD roam, right? Just, just do that. I know that's what you're saying here. Just put AD on him. I don't know if Rui is going to be able to guard Zubats, though. That's the problem. Is Rui trying to guard Zubats? That's that's a, a lot to ask for uh, Rui Hachimura. By the way, the just an update here. The Phoenix Suns up 125 to 117 with 30 seconds to go over OKC. So it looks like they are going to pick up that win and push OKC back farther in the standings. Uh, yeah, I would like to see the Lakers deploy some of the strategies that other teams used against them when they had Russell Westbrook. That would be ideal. I'd like to see that happen. I don't know if you can defend Zoo with Rui, though. Maybe LeBron? I don't know. We'll see what Darvin Ham has. Um, Ball and Wallen. Rui came alive. Offense and defense. Like this aggressive version. Agreed. Agreed. This might make Rui a bit more expensive on the free agent market. Remember, he'll be restricted. New rules, too, coming in this year. The new CBA just agreed upon, and that will give 24 hours now instead of 48 for incumbent teams to match contract offers, which could uh, entice more offers towards restricted free agents. I think it's a good thing for the league, but not ideal timing when the Lakers have a couple of restricted free agents, at least a couple that we're really talking about in Rui and Austin Reeves. So, Koa said, I wanted the Clips to lose because it sets up for a bloodbath on Wednesday. If we beat Utah, Lakers have a chance to take the sixth spot and kick the Clippers to the play-in. Well, they still have that chance. Again, right now, the Lakers, if they win out, if they win out, so you win the next four, Utah, Clippers, Phoenix, Utah. You win those four. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Phoenix is playing good basketball with Kevin Durant. They'll be on the second night of back-to-back, -back, though. Do they rest somebody? But in any event, if you win the next four, at worst, you're the sixth seed. The Lakers hold their fate in their hands in that regard. At worst, they would be the sixth seed if they win out. Guaranteed. So, it's possible. It's possible for them to knock the Clippers into the play-in. Or perhaps the Warriors, depending on what happens in that game. Right now, Golden State is up five on Denver with about 50 seconds. Oh, now it's yeah, still up five with about 50 seconds to go in the second quarter. So that one, we'll keep an eye on it kind of as it develops here. Culture class, great Lakers win. Is it crazy to think that benching Rui was a Jedi mind trick by Darvin Ham? Dude has been nothing short of amazing. So like Darvin had this planned. Darvin thought I need more out of Rui. And the way to do that is to really piss him off. Let me put him on the bench for a whole game. And that's going to make him so mad that we're going to get great performances out of him from here on out. 
I, I have a hard time thinking that was really Darwin's plan, but it seems to be the result here. The Lakers have been getting better performances. And the other thing is, I think Rui's been driving home to Darwin like, I'm too good to bench. That's what you want out of play. You want players to make the decision extremely difficult on the coaching staff. You want players to do stuff where the coaches just throwing their hands up and saying, I can't take this guy off the floor. And that's where we're at with Rui right now. Last two games have been great. And Darvin's just got to throw up his hands and say, I can't take him off the floor. There's nothing I can do. He has to play. Hopefully it continues. We'll see. But a great two-game stretch here for Rui. Johnny, can we? Can you explain how we can get the sixth seed? Yeah, sure. So long story short, the Lakers, let's assume the Lakers beat the Clippers. Right now, the Lakers and Clippers are tied in the loss column. Now, the Clippers have played one more game than the Lakers. So that's why right now the Clippers are ahead or in the sixth seed. They've played one more game and they won that game. But in the loss column, which is where we really want to look this time of year, the Lakers and Clippers are tied. They're at 38. So if you're the Lakers and you beat the Jazz on Tuesday, then you beat the Clippers on Wednesday. Well, that puts one more loss on the Clippers record. The Clippers will be at 39 losses. So if you're the Lakers and you just don't lose any more games, then no matter what happens, the Clippers will finish the season with one more loss than you and you will be the sixth seed. That's the way that that goes. If the Lakers just win out, which is, again, much easier said than done. I'm just, I'm not expecting them to win out. But I'm saying this is the path to getting the sixth seed over the Clippers. Now, the other path to getting the sixth seed would be you don't win out, but the Warriors drop a few games and you finish tied with the Warriors. Right now, the Warriors have 37 losses. The Lakers have 38 losses. If the Warriors were to lose tonight to Denver, that would certainly help things out, would tie you up in the loss column. And again, if the Lakers and Warriors finish the season tied, the Lakers go ahead. They have the tiebreaker with the Warriors. So the other way you get this is if you're the Lakers and you win all your games with the exception of the Clippers game. I'm not trying to speak that into existence. I want the Lakers to beat the Clippers. Don't get me wrong. But if you were to lose that Clippers game, but win every other game, so you're the Lakers and you finish with 39 losses and the Warriors lose tonight's game and one more, they would also finish with 39 losses. The Clippers would go ahead because they would finish with 39 losses as well. Um, well, we don't know for sure. They would go ahead at least to the fifth seed. And then the Lakers and Warriors would be tied, and that would push the Warriors down to the seventh seed and the Lakers up to the sixth seed. So those are the two ways to potentially get to the sixth seed. You either get there through the Warriors or you get there through the Clippers. Now, there's also the possibility that both those things could happen. The Warriors lose and the Lakers beat the Clippers and move ahead of them. In that case, the Lakers would move up to the five seed. I've actually a lot of Lakers fans saying they don't want that because then they would get Phoenix in round one. But something to keep an eye on. Uh, I wanted AD out of the game earlier, but it is what it is. We got the win. That's all that matters. Appreciate your work, Trev. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. If you're watching the game with us over on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation, where we watch every game live, we hang out together, watch the games, talk through it. Tonight, we even flipped around. Whenever the Lakers went to timeout, we jumped over to the other games that matter. Like we watched the overtime game uh, between the Hawks and the Mavs. We jump over to other games. So we constantly were getting to you know update around the league. So that's a lot of fun too. So I would recommend come join us if you haven't yet. Playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Every game, we're there. We're there for you every game. So in any event, I agree. When I was over on Playback, I was saying the same thing. Get Anthony Davis out of the game. Why is he still in? Apparently they left him in just to get 40 points. 
it makes me nervous. Like given the injuries that AD has suffered, I'm not leaving him on the floor for an extra two minutes just so he can get 40. I, like, yeah, it's a nice round number. Who cares if he gets 40, if you win the game? I, that drove me a little bit crazy, but nothing happened. Everything's okay. All right. Joey C. Last night, I dreamt the Lakers traded for Dame and Austin Reeves left to go to the Clippers. It was terrible. Woke up in a panic. Well, Joey, I don't think you have to worry too much about that because I don't see either of those things happening. First of all, Portland is not giving Damian Lillard to the Lakers, period. And the Clippers, they don't have the money to go sign Austin. Mamba mentality. I'm confused who should get the game ball. AD, AD for his 40-point game or Rui for being the X-Factor. I'm going Anthony Davis. And in fact, let's, I already gave him superstar of the night. Let's make this official though too. Star in your role. Star in your role, Rui Hachimura. What a performance from him. Again, we're seeing great stuff from him on both sides of the ball. Um, I love it. I love it. This is what the Lakers were hoping to get when they got Rui. Again, he's got the wingspan. He's got the size. He's got the strength. Not I don't know if he's a starter quality player, right? Sometimes he looks like it, sometimes not, but he can get you a bucket in a pinch. He can score with the shot clock winding down because he does have those long arms that can extend and shoot over the defense. He's pretty good at that mid-range jumper, really good at it actually. And defensively, I like what we've seen out of him there as well. So I am uh, definitely going with Rui for the star in your role award tonight. Austin said, okay, Trev dog, hear me out. Is that like my unofficial nickname now? In two years, Rui is our Kawhi. Jump shots identical, length and size identical. No, this isn't a hot take. I've been meaning to say it, but damn it, you can't say I'm wrong. Well, like you're setting the bar awfully high. Like just because they shoot the jumper in a similar fashion, kind of a frozen rope style jumper, I, I'm not going to say Rui equals Kawhi. I mean, that's a, a very high bar to set. And Rui is not the defender that Kawhi is. Nowhere close. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Johnny, Davon Reed has got a solid jumper. Yeah, that's that was the word on him coming in, is that he had, had a very solid jump shot. And he just hasn't really gotten opportunities because the Lakers have depth. But um, yeah, that, that was the word, that this guy can shoot a bit. We'll see what happens after. It doesn't appear he's anywhere close to part of the rotation, but yeah. Tyler K, great win. Hopefully D'Lo is okay. 40 and 38, unless we collapse, I think at worst case, Lakers will finish seventh or eighth meaning they only need to win one play-in game with two chances. Star in your role, Hachimura. Yeah, that's... I I, I hope that's going to be the floor for the Lakers, is you finish either 7th or 8th. Hopefully that's the floor. Because you want to stay in the 7th or 8th seed, because if you don't, then suddenly you're looking at, well, uh, oh, uh, you have to win two games in a row to get in. Single elimination, if you're the 9 or 10 seed. That's not what you want. Now, I'll also say this we kind of look ahead to the Clippers game, but the Lakers might look ahead too. Tuesday's game is a trap game. It's the last game of a road trip, which tends to be a trap game. Now that's not how it shows up on the schedule, but the Lakers last game of their road trip is a road game, but it's against the Clippers. It's in LA. So Tuesday's game against Utah. It's the last game of the road trip, which can be a trap game. You have your big crosstown opponent coming up on the second night of a back-to-back the next night. And you've got Taylor Horton Tucker, Damian Jones. You've got former Lakers on the jazz that are going to have a little bit of extra motivation in this game. 
That's a lot. That's a lot narrative wise to add into a game that suggests this one could wind up being closer than we're comfortable with. Don't overlook the Utah game and just assume that it's a win for the Lakers. There's some of the context around this game isn't good. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but just it's not a game you can overlook. That's all. Basher said, Rui has found his identity. Starts on defense. Yeah, does start on defense. Uh, if, if he is uh, a factor on the defensive end of the floor, good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen when he is a factor on the defensive end of the floor. I liked what we were seeing out of Rui there tonight. Hopefully that's something that continues again. His weak side rim protection was fantastic. The Rockets are not a good basketball team, so I wouldn't necessarily expect that every single night, but it was great to see it tonight. Koa, another bad shooting game uh, for LeBron, but his passing was a huge impact. Highest plus minus. I think I'll take the rest of the regular season to get his rhythm back. Yeah, I mean, he's playing with this torn tendon in his foot. and all, like It's going to take time for LeBron to get his rhythm back and be ready for uh, the playoffs. So LeBron is not a finished product right now. And I think that's something we have to keep in mind while we're watching these games, while we're, you know, people are getting frustrated. Oh, LeBron, he's not shooting the ball that well and everything like, yeah, but give him time to get his legs back under him, get his rhythm back, his timing, all of that. Maybe it's next game. Everything clicks. Maybe it's two games, three games. I don't know, but you want him to work through all of this right now. That's the bottom line. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scotty Tate, Rui Blockimura tonight, career night. Yeah, three blocks. That's what we need, a role player or two uh, per game to claim the night as his. Fingers crossed for D'Lo. Yeah, Rui did indeed make a big difference in this game tonight. I loved what we saw to him on both ends of the floor. D'Lo, sounds like we're good there. Sounds like we're good with D'Angelo Russell. It was just a precaution. Lakers saying, hey, it's Houston. We should win this game regardless. And we've got bigger games coming up. So let's just back off on D'Lo. Let his foot rest up. Okay. 
Kasuki, Rui, him, Chimura, better never get another DNP. I would be surprised if he, do, if he does. I'd be surprised. Senpai said, Lakers' point differential in the five games they've had LeBron, AD, and D'Lo is 13.5, excluding this game. Won by double digits every game, 5-0, and top two next season. I love it. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope the Lakers can continue playing at that level because, yeah, since they've had everybody in, man, they've looked good. And again, this is this is not – I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and just assume this is a championship team or anything. But things have looked very good for the Lakers since the trade deadline. They're a whole new team since then. I talked about on the podcast a little bit earlier today that the pre-trade deadline Lakers, it's like another team. That team does not exist anymore. Post-trade deadline Lakers, it's a different team, and we have to take what we're seeing in front of us as such. Their record prior to the trade deadline, it matters for their standings. It does not matter to me for how we evaluate what this team is right now. Right now, this team is really good. Now, a game against the Rockets isn't exactly proof that they're a championship contender or something, but they did get in there and take care of business. So you give them credit for that. Patrick, time to get the fifth or sixth seed. Here we go. Bring it to the basement of the Flippers. Yeah. I mean, you could potentially knock the Clippers into the plan. Could you imagine that? But again, you have to win out. That means beating Utah twice, beating the Clippers, and beating the Suns. Mamba mentality. What's wrong with D'Lo? Didn't come out of the locker room. His foot. His foot is an injured or bruised foot. That's the word. Good guy. How serious is LeBron's injury? He only had 18 points. I mean, it's not serious enough that's a, that it's preventing him from spinning in the paint and finishing and, and all of that. He didn't shoot the ball well in this game, but I think it's bothering him to a degree. I don't think he's 100%, but maybe he's like 85%, which is still really good. Anthony Griffith. Why bring AD back when the game was over? Don't really like that, but glad for the win. Me either. Me either. But I'm the nervous type. I'm the nervous type. I, you know, I don't, when the game's over and a star player's in, I'm going, oh no, oh no, oh no, get him out, get him out. Because I don't want to see some type of injury happen right then. I want to see that guy make it through the game unscathed, particularly when it's AD. So I didn't like that either. Um, even if it meant going for 40, what, I mean, who cares about getting 40? I don't do that. Wicked Bronco. Master locking Mark Gunnels for the D'Lo bet did another 10-pick 10, 10 parlay worth one worth 1,200 and lost only because D'Lo didn't get two more assists. Still would have rather have a win. LeBron don't look right. Dallas, no playing, uh, no play in. Glad we didn't get Kyrie. Yeah, Dallas is looking like they might be on their way out and just not even make the play in. Wow. As far as Mark's D'Lo bet, he said he would take D'Angelo Russell over on five and a half assists. D'Lo had four in 15 minutes. You can't predict injuries. That's the problem. Like if D'Lo plays the next half and winds up with 30, with 30 minutes, he's on pace to smash that number. He just got hurt. That doesn't mean it was a bad pick by Mark. The result was the process was absolutely right. D'Lo was racking up assists. He had four and a half. Pretty good chance that over was going to hit. Unfortunately, the foot issue came up. That's 
I don't know. I, I can't follow. Mark can't see the future and predict a foot injury. Re, three in a row. Why is everyone scared to play the Suns in round one? And safe to say playing Mavs, missing the play-in. I mean, I don't know that people are scared to play the Suns, but you would just prefer not to see Kevin Durant in round one. I think that's it. You'd prefer not to see Kevin Durant in round one. Like if the options are we can go see the Suns with Chris Paul and Kevin Durant and veterans who know how to win in the postseason, or you can play Sacramento, who's very good, but doesn't have a lot of postseason or any postseason experience with this group. They haven't been in the playoffs for, what was it, 16, 17 years, something like that. Yeah, I'd rather see the Kings, the team that doesn't have that experience. I don't think it's, oh, we're afraid of the Suns, and if you get the Suns, you're going home or any of that. No, but I also think there's a clear preference there of who you'd want to see. And it doesn't mean if you get the Kings, you automatic Kings are good. It's not an automatic win, but it's just the way it goes, right? I mean, you're going to have some kind of preference there. Strictly Buckets said, OKC, um, Wolves, Mavs lose, and Lakers win. Hope Golden State lose. Yeah. Wouldn't be disappointed if the Warriors were to lose tonight. Let me check in on that. See how we're doing there. It is halftime and Golden State is up three over the Denver Nuggets right now. Up three. Sievert said, great win, Lakers Nation. Rui Hibachi-Mura. Star in your role, hands down performance, AD superstar of the night, number 18. Here we come. Yeah. I think uh, that it was a, su a superstar of the night performance for AD. Again, I picked uh, Rui to get the star in your role award, but, but um, number 18, I love the optimism, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves on that one. Anthony Clark, is there any way we can get to the fifth seed? Yes, and I won't rehash that because I already went over that. But yes, there is a way for the Lakers to get to the fifth seed. It would require probably the Lakers to win out, to go ahead of the Clippers, and the Warriors to win or to lose at least one more game. That's what you would need to happen, most likely. Uh, three Theory said, Rui Hachimura, Hachimura. Great game. Nice to see they get back uh, on the Rockets. Hope D'Lo is okay. Didn't see what happened to him. Clippers next. Lock in. Yeah. I mean, Rui was, was fantastic. And I think D'Lo is going to be okay based on what Darvin Ham said. I know sometimes he has undersold, you know, how serious an injury is. But him saying that he could have gone back in, I think that's a pretty good sign. I hope that's a pretty good sign. And it's not Clippers next. It's Utah next. Don't overlook the Jazz. Don't overlook them. Wicked Bronco. D'Lo's availability is starting to scare me. If he won't play through soreness, then can he be dependable? Finally, a blowout and no heart attacks is nice. Yep, blowout win. No heart attack here. We got to kind of coast in the fourth quarter. It was indeed nice. I definitely enjoyed the Lakers getting to kind of kick back and enjoy a fourth quarter and not, not stress for a game that's coming down the wire. I can't say we're going to see that again. I think Utah is going to fight uh, on Tuesday. Obviously, the Clippers are going to be beyond fired up. That's their It's their game seven of the NBA Finals when they see the Lakers. So that's going to be a big matchup. Phoenix, if they're playing everybody, that's not going to be an easy one. That'll be a battle. 
And then, of course, you finish things off with Utah. Who knows what that's looking like at that point in the season. So I don't know that there's going to be another coast win like this. So let's enjoy it while we can. Ghost Zero said, for anyone who doubted and slandered Rui Hachimura, shh, great win today, four more to go. I mean, to be fair, there were moments where Rui did not look great uh, this season, but he's really rounding into form at just the right time, and you got to love it. Good guy. Said, I'm worried about Braun. He never looks so average. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... He's coming back from an injury, right? Like, didn't we just see this from AD who came back from a foot injury and we were worried for like, what, seven or eight games? He didn't look like himself. He didn't look like himself. And people were saying, what's wrong with AD? Trade AD, da, 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 all this stuff. We were having this same conversation when Anthony Davis came back from a foot injury. And now look, AD's dominating and LeBron looks mortal coming back from a foot injury. Why are we surprised by this? It's a different injury, but we just did this. We just went through this. So I'm not surprised that LeBron doesn't look 100% because he's not 100%. I think give him time. Give him time. And look, the other thing, can we blame him for not really getting up to play the Rockets? Right? Maybe that's part of it too. Colin. Nuggets losing on purpose again. Jokic out, hurt. I don't buy it. Yeah, three games in a row. The Nuggets have definitely hurt the Lakers. They sat Jokic against the Pelicans, so they lost to the Pelicans. Now they're sitting him tonight against Golden State. Now who knows? Maybe they still win this game, but here we go. Now we're into the third. It's 66-61. Golden State is up. I mean, you can imagine this game probably looks a bit different with Jokic in there. And the Nuggets are going to do what's best for the Nuggets. If I was in Denver's position, I'd probably be saying the same thing. Just rest him. But it hasn't been good for the Lakers. It's pushed a win already onto the Pelicans record, which is not good for the Lakers. And you could be pushing a win onto the Warriors record tonight. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. This one's not over. Uh, Avant Traders said, if the Lakers finish the season 4-0, we'll be the sixth seed. As long as Warriors go 4-0 too. The Warriors lose one and we go 4-0. We'll be the fifth seed and play the Suns in round one. Rather be sixth to play the Kings. Yeah, I agree. I would rather play I would rather play the Kings than the Suns. And I don't think that's controversial. I don't think that's um a hot take. I don't think that's being scared of a team. I just think matchups matter and you'd rather have that one the Kings matchup than the Suns matchup. Lonnie Walker needs more minutes. Oh my goodness. The Lakers won by a bunch of points. They cruised to a victory. I don't know. Then Etrify, Masterlock, the guy who super chatted and called a triple-double by LeBron average. Look, it's that's the thing, right? It's by LeBron's standards. Yes, he got a triple-double. Were there moments where he didn't quite look like himself? Yeah. But he got a triple. Like, it, maybe it's a testament to how a bad game for LeBron would still be a great game for just about anybody else. He put up a triple-double and didn't play well. Kind of ridiculous, right? But still, I get it. Because both things are true. Yes, he got a triple-double. Yes, he probably didn't quite play up to his lofty standards. I think both those things are true. And again, I'm not worried about it. NGM said, wow, the Mavs are an embarrassment. I hope that clown show Kyrie doesn't try to come to the Lakers next year. Well, remember, I've talked about this. To get Kyrie, it's not 
Kyrie or D'Lo, right? A lot of people focus on that. I saw when D'Lo wasn't coming back for the for halftime, people saying, oh, go get Kyrie instead. It's not Kyrie or D'Lo. It's depth or Kyrie. Because you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of depth to get Kyrie no matter which path you want to take to get there. And that's, I think, where a lot of Lakers fans have a problem with going down that route. And from what we've heard, the Lakers aren't planning on doing that anyway. So, yeah. Goatman, Trevor, I told you a few weeks ago when Braun went down, six to seven seed wasn't a crazy thought. Now look at us within reach of the, of the fifth seed. Well, Goatman, I can tell by you typing in all caps that you're extra serious about it, but I love it. I love it. This is great. Wouldn't it be amazing if we didn't have to worry about the play-in at all? Like just to say the Lakers are in the playoffs? Let other teams duke it out in the play-in? It'd be pretty fantastic. Xbox junkie with the Mavs losing Kyrie could become a cheaper pickup. I doubt that. I don't think he's going to be a cheap pickup with D'Lo continuing to be injured and unavailable. Would you look to add Kyrie? Okay. I just addressed that again. It's not D'Lo versus Kyrie. You'd have to sacrifice a lot of the depth on your roster in order to get Kyrie either via trade or via free agency. I don't think it makes sense for the Lakers to sacrifice that much depth. Maybe they disagree, but that's my opinion on it established does it seem lebron's taking more of an off-ball role yeah i mean but as he should part of it is you're playing houston but yes he's trying to get back into the swing of things i think he absolutely should take more of an off-ball role blazers did it nuggets now need to win please yeah look that was another thing too is i prefer to not see the wolves in the plan if the lakers are in the plan so the wolves continuing to lose i think helps helps the lakers and I was shocked the Blazers, this Blazers team beat them. The Blazers are benching all of their starters. They're calling it a season. And they went out there and beat the Wolves. Really impressive stuff from them. Uh, Deem said the Lakers could be fourth if we won the ones we should have, like that Rockets, Mavs, Boston game. We could be the fourth seed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at how many games the Lakers gave away this season in the final seconds, how many games they lost because the referees missed a call? There were at least four. I mean, flip four games on the on the schedule here. That's a big, big difference in uh, in the standings right now, if you can get that. All right. Chef Zach said, Lakers are playing so good that LeBron doesn't have to do as much. I love what I'm seeing. Uh, let's get the fifth seed, go deep in the playoffs. Oh, get the sixth seed. Let's go deep in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe that's really the focal point, right? Is the Lakers are winning games without LeBron having to be MVP caliber LeBron. You're getting contributions from other guys. Now, again, again, I wouldn't expect that you're going to get 20 points every night out of Rui. But if you get somebody stepping up, and again, it's not going to come as easy as this one against the Rockets, but if you get... One, two players stepping up each night. That uh, that goes a long way towards getting you the wins that you're looking for. Even without LeBron going nuts. And that's, that's part of the benefit that this team saw post-trade deadline. Is not only did it raise their ceiling, but it also raised their floor. Where you just have a, more of a margin for error, period. You've got more margin for error within each game to have a poor shooting night from LeBron or a relatively poor shooting night from LeBron and still win a game. Whereas prior to the trade deadline, 
if LeBron's off, you have a really hard time winning that game. Now you can have an off night from LeBron and it's okay because Rui's going to go for 20. You have an off night from LeBron. It's okay. Vando's going to make contributions. It's okay. Hey, AD's rounding into form. He's going to drop 40. Austin Reeves is going to make some big plays, right? Like you lose D'Lo at halftime. It's okay. Now part of that is you're playing the Rockets, but still it's okay because all these other guys are going to step up and do things. The depth the Lakers have, it's just so different than what we saw prior to the trade deadline. Are the Mavs mathematically eliminated? So, and by the way, tie game right now, 71-71, Denver and uh, Golden State. Just keeping an eye on that. Are the Mavs mathematically eliminated? Uh, no, they are one game back of the Thunder for the 10th play-in spot. So they could, and I don't recall off the top of my head who has the tiebreaker between the Mavs and the Thunder, but uh, the Mavs are one game back of, of OKC. Uh, I was hoping OKC would play the Mavs in their final few games, but they do not. So the Mavs are not eliminated. They still have a chance to move up. Uh, but again, I don't know off the top of my head who's got the tiebreaker there if they do wind up tied. All right. We do still have the master lock of the night to get to, and we'll get to that in just a few moments. James Bell said the Nuggets are trying to tank, LOL. I think the Nuggets are just trying to coast into the postseason. They're not locked into the one seed, but pretty clear they're they're probably going to finish as the one seed. It would take something extraordinary for them not to. So I think they're just focusing on, hey, let's get to the playoffs healthy and do some damage. Because that team, they paid a lot. It's a very expensive team. And they're going to try to get a healthy Jokic and make a real run for a championship as the one seed in the Western Conference. And so them being healthy going into the postseason is the most important thing right now. So I get it. I get what they're doing, even if it is frustrating from a Lakers perspective. Uh, Kay Kennan hoping by the time the Suns games comes, the Suns are locked into the fourth and rest their starters. That could happen because the Suns aren't catching the Kings. If Golden State loses this game, Phoenix will have a two and a half game lead on the Suns for the four seed. So it's possible. It's possible, depending on what Golden State does. Now, the Suns may want to play starters anyway just to get chemistry because KD was out for so long. But, okay, the Suns' schedule. They have four games left. San Antonio, Denver, Lakers, Clippers. So let's assume they're going to roll over San Antonio. Then they get Denver. If they're able to beat Denver... That might be enough, especially depending on what the Warriors do, that might be enough to lock them in to the point where they don't worry about playing their starters against either the Lakers or Clippers because there is that separation there. Again, they're up two games right now over the Warriors. They're up um, two games in the loss column. So it's possible. I don't know who has the tiebreaker again between the Warriors and the Suns, but it's possible. Charles Ramsey said, greetings from Mason City, Iowa. Oh, well, welcome in from Iowa. My biggest fear about the playoffs is that Ham's inexperience is going to cost us opportunities. We have the talent, but not the coach, unfortunately. I mean, the Lakers hired Darvin Ham knowing that as a rookie head coach, there's going to be some bumps in the road. There'll be some speed bumps. It won't always be great, but they believe in him. And I think Darvin Ham has gotten better with his rotations as the season has gone on. And so I wouldn't disagree that, there are matchups that you're going to go into where the Lakers um, are on the short end of things in terms of coaching. 
right? Like you go up against the Warriors, you're going up against Steve Kerr. Kerr is a better coach than Darvin Ham right now, right? He's won multiple championships. So I, I'm not going to say I disagree, but I will say I want to give Darvin credit because I think he's been getting better. Now, some of that is the roster is better. So what do you give more? What gets more credit here? Is it the roster is better, therefore Darvin looks better? Or is it the roster is better and that's allowing Darvin to make better decisions because he has more options in front of him? And a lot of questions here, right? But I do. I think he's made better decisions over the last, especially a few weeks than prior to that. So that, that's a good sign, I think. But that's not, you're not wrong. The Lakers may be at a bit of a disadvantage come playoff time with Darvin, just due to inexperience. Uh, hustle. Lakers would be stupid to re-sign D'Angelo Russell after this season. In my opinion, the team looks more cohesive with Dennis Schroeder. Okay. So, Hustle, let me explain why. I hate saying you're wrong to people because there's lots of different opinions. There's lots of ways to look at things, and we don't know how all of this is going to play out. It's possible you're right. It's possible signing D'Angelo Russell is a terrible idea because D'Lo gets hurt and never looks like the same player again, or he just doesn't mash something, whatever. Something unexpected happens. Let me, so let me phrase it this way. If D'Angelo Russell continues to play at the level he's at right now or better, okay, he plays, he stays relatively healthy and plays at least at the level he's out, he's at right now or better for the entirety of whatever his next contract is, they would be stupid not to re-sign D'Angelo Russell. And here's why. Because even if you say your opinion is the team looks more cohesive with Dennis Schroeder, I don't necessarily agree. I like Dennis Schroeder a lot. I like what he's done. I really like the spacing that D'Angelo Russell gives them, but I understand you've got the opinion Dennis Schroeder and it just looks better. Okay. Even if that's correct, that the Lakers are better off with Dennis Schroeder, the problem is if you let D'Angelo Russell just walk away, say we're not going to re-sign you, you can't replace him. You're going to be an over-the-cap team no matter what. So it's not like if you say, well, we're not going to pay D'Lo $30 million. Okay, and we're going to take that $30 million instead, and we're going to pay it to player X, who's a better fit out there on the free agent market. That's not the way it works. D'Angelo Russell would walk away. You don't pay him $30 million or whatever it's going to be, $25 I don't know. Whatever it's going to be, you don't pay him that money, but you're over the cap anyway. You're bringing back Rui. You're bringing back Austin. You're bring, maybe you bring back Mobamba, Malik Beza, right? Other players. So all you have to spend is your taxpayer mid-level. Now, maybe by not having that $30 million on, you feel comfortable using the full mid-level. So that gives you, instead of like $7 million, you have like $11 million. And veteran minimums, that's it. So instead of a taxpayer mid-level at about $7 million, if you don't bring back DLO, you get $11 million to spend. So, oh boy, you get an extra $4 million with your exception to spend. And that's it. That's the problem. You can't replace him. Are you getting a player as good as D'Lo with $11 million? No, you're not. So you can't replace him if he walks away. That's the problem. Not so much, and I, and I like D'Lo's fit. I like him long-term. I think he and Austin Reeves, that's the backcourt of the future. But I'm saying even if you are right that D'Lo is not the long-term fit, you still re-sign him, if only to flip him down the road later, because you cannot replace him if you let him walk away. All right, Adrian, 
said thoughts on Dallas letting Kyrie walk in the offseason and pursuing Austin Reeves hard. Even if they do let Kyrie walk, they'll have cap space. The Lakers can still match any offer for Austin Reeves. It changes nothing. Doesn't You can still match any offer. Now, the Lakers might not want to pay Austin Reeves, say, $25 million each season over the final two years of the contract or whatever because of the balloon payments with the poison pill provision. But all of that being said, doesn't change it. If the Lakers want Austin, the Lakers can keep Austin. Period. There is nothing, no other team, no other team can do anything about that. He'll be restricted and nothing the Mavs do, the Magic do, the Knicks. I don't care. Name any team. There's nothing they can do. If the Lakers say, sign him to a contract, we'll match it. And they do. That's it. He's a Laker. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brandon, you really think they have to win all four to get to the sixth seed? Doesn't it matter which ones they win? To a degree, but again, it, it, the reason for it is because of the Clippers situation. Now, if the Warriors lose tonight, that helps. And that makes it a little more possible that you can still lose a game if you're the Lakers. But be, it's specifically because I have the Clippers beating the Blazers after they play the Lakers. And I have the Clippers beating the Suns in the final game of the season because I think the Suns will have packed it in at that point. If either one of those things is not true, if the Blazers beat the Clippers... That changes this. If the Suns beat the Clippers, that changes this. And you never, like, I never would have said the Blazers are going to beat the Wolves. It happened. There, You don't have that certainty. But the reason why is because to the best of my abilities, projecting forward, I think the Clippers will beat the Blazers. I think the Clippers will beat the Suns. And if that's the case, the Clippers have the tiebreaker already over the Lakers. You can't finish tied with them, which means you have to beat the Clippers and win all the rest of your games. Because if you beat the Clippers... Right now, the Lakers and Clippers are tied in the loss column. If you beat the Clippers, you hand them a loss, so they would have 39 losses on the season. But the Clippers win every other game. They finish the season with 39 losses. If the Lakers beat the Clippers and then lose to Utah or something in the last game, that would just put them back into a tie with the Clippers, and the Clippers are going to go ahead on the tiebreaker there. That's why I keep saying they have to win out. Again, if the Clippers suddenly drop a game to somebody we're not expecting them to, the math changes. And again, that's not factoring in Golden State. Golden State loses to Denver and then loses another one of their games. That The math changes there. And remember, the Lakers do have the tiebreaker over Golden State. If Golden State loses tonight, that would make the Lakers and the Warriors tied in the lost column. But again, if you're saying the Lakers are going to lose a game, you would need the Warriors to lose two games 
in order to get there. Uh, the Warriors' schedule, let's see, take on Denver, OKC, Sacramento, Portland. That's their schedule to close things out. In order to go ahead, the Lakers need the, the Warriors to lose at least one of those. If the Lakers win out and the Warriors lose at least one of those games, the Lakers will win the tiebreaker with the Warriors. So that's how you could potentially move up to five is the Warriors lose one of those four games and the Lakers win out, which would include a win over the Clippers. That would make the Lakers tied uh, with both those teams and should put the Lakers ahead based on those, those records. Although I'd have to look at the three team tiebreakers. That might mess all that up because it becomes the best record between those three teams. The Lakers would have the best record over the Warriors, but not over the Clippers. The Clippers-Warriors record would become a big deal. That would be interesting to see if all three teams wound up tied. That could change the, the math on it as well. Sultry speaking, LeBron got to be feeling great about these guys' deep bench. That's a good point. That's a great point. Like, if you are LeBron, how many years have we seen LeBron have to carry the Lakers to wherever they're going to go? Have to do the heavy lifting. Hey, we really need to win tonight. LeBron's going to have to go nuts. How many times have we seen that be the scenario? And now you've got LeBron just coming off an injury and he gets to just kind of facilitate, mess around and get a triple-double, right? How cool is that? And how great does LeBron think, you know, hey, I didn't, I got a triple-double. I didn't have to completely exert myself and Rui went for 20 and we win. It's nice. Ben, Wednesday will be wild. A ton at stake and Russ's return. Yeah, a lot on the line. You know the Clippers get up to play the Lakers every single time. Steve Ballmer's going to be there hyperventilating in the front row. It's going to be a big deal. There's going to be a lot on the line in that game. No Paul George, but still, again, the Clippers, that is their game seven of the NBA Finals. They get up every single time they play the Lakers. And to their credit, they've got a long winning streak over the Lakers. Would love to see that snapped. Deem said, I want the Kings in the first round. I think the experience would help us. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, getting the experience together as a unit of playing a in more inexperienced team in the first round. Reese said, I think Braun is saving it for the playoffs. And if that's what it is, that's smart on him. Lethal Saint, can we master lock your pessimism for this one? Great win tonight. My, what was I pessimistic about? Not pessimist. Is it because I'm not saying the Lakers are going to win an 18th championship this season because I'm saying let's pump the brakes let's see where this all plays out look I get it I get it right like every time the Lakers win it's oh my gosh they're never going to lose again and every time they lose it's the sky's falling and this team's terrible and all of that I understand it we ride the roller coaster but that's not really me that's that's not I'm a lot more even keel and those of you who watch this show know that so I wouldn't say I'm being pessimistic. Like, I love this. I love that we're talking about meaningful basketball right now, that we're getting to go through playoff situations and doing the math on how everything could shake out. This is phenomenal. I mean, I will take this all day, every day compared to last year. This is amazing. So I'm not pessimistic at all. I'm just trying to stay grounded and not, you know, be shouting from the mountaintops. The Lakers are never losing another game or something. I'm trying to be realistic with that. Uh, what if there's a three-way tie between Lakers, Warriors, and Clippers? Okay, so let's get into that. I actually have, or I had, 
Maybe I don't anymore. I had the tiebreakers. Oh, here they are. Okay. Tiebreaker. Three or more teams tied. This is, this is the NBA's rules for tiebreakers. A division leader wins the tie from teams not leading a division. Well, none of those teams are division leaders, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, better winning percentage in all games among the tied teams will go through. So that's the problem. The Lakers, if they beat the Clippers, are three and one against the Clippers. They're also three and or I'm sorry, one and three against the Clippers, but they're three and one against the Warriors. So what's the record between the Warriors and the Clippers? That's where it gets like if. So, for example, the Clippers are going to be three and one against the Lakers. If the Clippers are also three and one against the Warriors, then the Clippers would win the three team tiebreaker and move ahead. If that's the situation and they would be the five seed in that scenario. I don't know, though, what the record is between uh, the Clippers and the Warriors. That would certainly matter uh, in this situation. So, in fact, if we all don't mind, I will I will look this up on the fly here and see what we've got here. So, the Clippers played Golden State. Uh, the Clippers lost once to Golden State. The Clippers, let me make sure I don't miss one. The Clippers won once, and right now they're one and one against Golden State. The Clippers won twice, so they're two and one against Golden State. They only play Golden State three times, or did I miss one? No, wait, there we are. They're two and two. The Clippers are two and two against Golden State. Oh, man. Clippers are two and two against Golden State. The Lakers would be one and three against the Clippers and three and one against the Warriors. Clippers would be two and two against the Warriors. So Clippers would go ahead. Warriors would be two and two and one and three. Lakers would be three and one and one and three. So your win percentages would be the same there. Yeah. I think it would go, if I'm doing the math right here, the Warriors would be two and two against the Clippers and one and three against the Lakers. So that would be three wins total. The Lakers, meanwhile, would be, sorry, this is almost breaking my brain here. Too much math. The Lakers would be one and three against the Clippers and three and one. That would give them four wins. So yeah, it would be Clipper. If all three teams tie, it would go Clippers, Lakers, Warriors. Clippers would be the five. Lakers would be the six. Warriors would be the seven if all three teams tied based on NBA current rules. Okay. Glad we could figure that out. Thank you for bearing with me there on that. All right. Before we get too late into the evening here, let's do this. Master Lock of the Night. The Master Lock of the Night. What was the most annoying thing from this game? There's not a lot to be upset about. There's not a lot to be upset about in this game. The Lakers did a lot of things very well. I'm going to master lock foot injuries. Why? Look, maybe maybe the Lakers need to employ the LeBron James of foot doctors. Maybe that's what, just make him an in-house doctor. 
Because now D'Lo, is dealing with a sore foot? LeBron with a foot issue? AD with a foot issue? Now D'Lo too with a sore foot? I'm master locking foot injuries. Hire the LeBron James of foot doctors. Get him on retainer. And let's get this fixed, please. That's getting my master lock of the night. NGM, we'll close this out with a few more. Said, have not beat the Clips in two years. Lakers are due for a win. Overdue for a win, for sure. Avant traders, Denver only one and a half games of the Grizzlies ahead of the Grizzlies if they lose today. Not sure whether resting Jokic so much. One seed isn't locked up. It's possible they don't care that much about getting the one seed and care more about Jokic just being fully healthy. But, I mean... You also have to look at what's what's Denver's schedule down the stretch. And by the way, right now, it is 89-86 Denver with 23 seconds to go in the third. Come on, Denver. Get the win there. Uh, Denver gets Houston next, Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento. So you have two games in Utah and Houston that Denver probably should win. Maybe they feel pretty good about that. So that could be part of it, too. They're thinking those games will be enough to keep the Grizzlies at bay. Uh, Roger said, everyone's saying no one wants to see the Lakers. Who do you not want the Lakers to see first round? I'd prefer to avoid the Suns first round. Uh, if we're talking play in, I would prefer to avoid the Wolves because I think teams with big wings um, can be a problem. If Zion is back, I would also prefer to not see the Pelicans, which would mean I would lean towards seeing OKC. If you're in the play in, that would be the preference. But yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it. I would prefer... Not to see the Suns in round one, if that's the way this goes, if the Lakers do move just into the playoffs proper without having to go through the plan. And if they have to go through the plan, I'd prefer to not have to go through the Wolves, even though they lost tonight to the Blazers. I think that's still the game I would prefer to not see for uh, for the Lakers. That's my thoughts there. All right, we'll do one more. Lakers would not have to lose depth signing Kyrie. Yes, they would. They would. They would. See, if you're going to sign, specifically signing Kyrie, you don't have any cap room to sign. Now, uh, look, if you're saying Kyrie's going to take a taxpayer mid-level, seven million bucks, yeah, you're right. Keep everybody, sign Kyrie, off you go. I'm assuming Kyrie wants as much money as he possibly can get. If that's the case, if you're going to sign him as a free agent, he has to, you have to clear the decks. So you can give him like 10 million less than his max. His max is going to be like 45-ish million. You can get him to like 34 if you get rid of everybody not named LeBron and AD. Goodbye draft pick. Goodbye Rui. Goodbye Austin. Goodbye Bamba. Goodbye Beasley. D'Lo. Everybody gone. Then you can get to like 34-ish million in cap space to get Kyrie. And then your team is Kyrie, LeBron, AD, and a bunch of veteran minimums. And then you'd have the room exception. That's, that's it. Have fun building out that roster. The other way is a double sign and trade D'Lo and something. Maybe it's Mo Bamba's contract. I don't know. D'Lo and stuff for Kyrie. And maybe you have to give up a pick or something. I don't know. And let's assume Kyrie's getting that 45 million. The problem is it triggers a hard cap, which then makes it difficult to build out the rest of your roster because you have Kyrie at like 45, LeBron at almost 50, AD at 45 million. Next thing you know, you're getting really close to that salary cap. Let's say Austin gets 11. You're right there already. You're, you're getting really close to that cap. And uh, and again, you, you trigger that hard cap. So that's why you have to make some difficult decisions if you're going to do this. So that's why you have to lose a lot of your depth in order to sign Kyrie. 
Nuggets and Golden State tied up. Wicked Bronco says, now again, I'm behind in the chat. I usually am. I'm like 20 minutes behind right now. So I'm just getting to this. Nuggets and Denver. Nuggets uh, up. I'm sorry, Nuggets and Warriors up two heading into the fourth. Denver up 89-87 heading into the fourth. Again, ideally, if you want to see the Lakers get to the sixth seed, you want Denver to win this. If you want to be able to get the sixth seed but not the five seed, maybe you want the Warriors to win this and just put your faith in the Lakers winning out the rest of the way because that would get that done. But remember, there's a path to where you could actually get the sixth seed even if you potentially lost to the Clippers or lost a game. Anyway, Seabass said, just showing love, go Lakers. Thank you, Seabass. Appreciate that. Super dope hip-hop. Nuggets, 3-8 and eight without Jokic. He's plus 13 on, minus 13 off. 76ers, 9-5 and five without Embiid. Bucks, 10-6, and six, no Giannis. Joker's most valuable player. Suns, 6-0 and oh with KD. And Suns, big four of a net rating of plus 38 per 100. That's why I avoid the five seed. Six is ideal. Yep. Agree with all of that. Agree with all of that. I would... Um, hopefully try to get that six seed again. If you get Phoenix, you get Phoenix, whatever it is, what it is. But if we had a, if we got to just pick, if Adam Silver called up and said, Hey, who do you want to see? You're not going to pick Phoenix. You're going to pick the Kings. Darius, do you think we will see a change in officiating during the postseason? This year has been terrible. I don't think they're going to change out officials now. I don't think that's something they're going to do, but a change in officiating in terms of, um, a change in the way that refs officiate the games, there usually is a shift. Usually it gets a little more physical in the postseason. And it might not even be a conscious thing from the officials, but it tends to be the way it goes in the postseason. All right, guys. Oh, Raymond said the Warriors don't want to play KD and the Suns in the first round. They're tanking on purpose. No reason they should lose this game unless it's on purpose. You haven't seen the Warriors on the road. They've been a great home team, a terrible road team. The score is now 95-90, Denver up with 9.50 to play. So we'll see how this one finishes out. All right. Let's, oh, Wicked Bronco chiming in. Thunder have the tiebreaker with Dallas. That makes it that much more difficult for Dallas to move into the play-in because they need the Thunder to lose. They need to actually have a better record than the Thunder. They can't finish with a tied record. So them being just one game back right now, it's more like two games back, right? They're one game back in the loss column from OKC. OKC has to finish with two more losses or with one more loss than Dallas. You can't finish with the same number of, of losses because the Thunder would win the tiebreaker if that is indeed the case. Thanks, Wicked Bronco. Appreciate it. Uh, for Kobe said, we appreciate you, Trev. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. All right, everybody. We're going to call it there. Thank you guys for joining me, um, for making a, a solo show fly by. It's been an hour and five minutes and, and man, that, that went by lightning fast. Thank you all for making this such a fun show tonight. The Lakers got the win over the Rockets. Now big game coming up on Tuesday against Utah Wednesday against the Clippers. This will be a big, big deciding point in terms of where the Lakers are going to go and their postseason positioning. Make sure you're subscribed to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Subscribe, turn on those notifications, and of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.